really in charge of my life? Who is really in charge of my life? Who is on the throne of my life? Who takes first place in my life? 24-7. Takes first place in my life even when I'm tired and feeling totally sorry for myself. Well, 1 Peter 5, verse 6, we read, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast, in the faith. Now, this passage could warrant probably five or six full-length sermons, but I'm going to just try and, as it were, take a very long telescope view of just these few verses and try and put it together in the argument, perhaps, that the Holy Spirit is making to us here. I'm just going to focus on four interlocking foci in these verses. First of all, we're going to start with the mighty hand of God. Gathered here this evening, none of us need to think any further than our conversion to recognise indeed it was the mighty hand of God that dealt with us. Uh, we've been reminded recently of Saul and the mighty hand of God that dealt with him. A powerful hand, a merciful hand, a loving hand, just when we could have been lost without hope, and yet through God's mighty hand, he saved us and we're here tonight. We're told in Deuteronomy, for example, that God's mighty hand is a loving hand, a redeeming hand, and a delivering hand. Deuteronomy 7, verse 8 reads in the ESV, It is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers, that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Not because of anything in the Israelites, not because of anything they've done or were achieving, it was because the Lord loved them and he was keeping his covenant oath that he brought them out. I'm sure I'm not the only one who, upon reflection, finds that a lot of our worries do not stem from a lack of trust in God's omnipotence, but stem from a lack of practical conviction that God will act in love in whatever circumstances we find ourselves. We had that lovely picture on Sunday of the tender mother's care. And let's remember, mother's are made in the image of God too. And so we see something of God's heart in that lovely picture. However, it may be true that sometimes we are aware that the situation we're in is because of our own sinfulness. But yet, as we repent and trust in a loving Father, we can rest content that he will deal in mercy towards us. If you remember David, when he sinned by counting the people, David had the choice. And he chose to throw himself on God's mercy. David said to Gad, 
I'm in deep distress. Let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great. But do not let me fall into human hands. So even when our circumstances are of our own deliberate sin, we can still in repentance cast ourselves upon the mercy of God, the mighty hand of God. We're told in Isaiah 41 that God's mighty hand is a supporting hand. Fear not, as in one of verses, aren't we? Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, the mighty hand of God. I am your God. We can note two wonderful facts about God's mighty hand in that verse. First, it is a righteous hand. God will never deal with us unrighteously or unfairly. It is a caring, supporting hand that upholds us. We are told in Isaiah 14, verses 26 and 27, 27, that it is an omnipotent hand that brings to pass all God's decrees. Concerning the whole earth, we read, and this is the hand which is stretched out over all the nations. For the Lord of hosts has planned, and who will annul it? His hand is stretched out, and who will turn it back? The mighty hand of God. That would be worth a few sermons. But then we're told to humble ourselves under the mighty hand. In the light of the mighty hand of God, we must humble ourselves. Dare we, as we awake in the morning, think the events of the day depend on our wisdom or our strength? Proverbs 11 reads, When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. Recently in our Joshua studies, we have seen God's almighty hand destroying Jericho. Well, that was a mighty hand. It wasn't the Israelites' hands. It was God's mighty hand. But then we see God humbling his people at Ai, teaching them a vital lesson. Everything that they were going to achieve was through God's mighty hand alone. Peter is reminding us in this little passage that just as we came to Christ as little children, so we live as little children. No self-sufficiency, just needy and helpless. But as needy and helpless children, we have God's precious promises, assuring us of God supplying our every daily need, God helping us in trouble, God's peace when we are dismayed, the gift of wisdom when we ask. So we start with recognising all the attributes of our great God, including his essential goodness and kindness, and ditching our self-sufficiency and claiming his promises. Hope that we can put that into practice fully in our lives. So I ask myself, who is on the throne 
of my life. Having dealt with these two reminders, Peter then instructs us to cast our care on him. Cast your cares and worries on him. Peter doesn't command us to actually cast the troubles on God, but the worry that every day can bring, as we have no power to control events or wisdom to respond. I'm not saying we should worry, pray about those troubles, but to actually cast the worry and the care on him. Now, a necessary brief caveat here. While this exhortation comes to every, every believer, we know that just as it is right for believers who are physically sick to get medical attention that God has provided, so is it right for believers who have chronic anxiety conditions to seek clinical help. So we're not dealing with that, we're dealing with the sin that I fall into most days and most nights, worry and care. But Peter is dealing here then with the general level of everyday care and worry that is common to all this fallen, uncertain world who are without Christ. They are without Christ and without hope in the world. For many of us, I'm speaking of myself, my greatest grief is that I don't have a burning trust in God. Either because I doubt his goodness or I doubt his willingness to help in time of need or I haven't humbled myself. Peter addresses this immediately. Really, he says, are you going to behave as if God is not concerned about you or wants to help you for every minute of your day? Don't you know? He cares for you. He cares for you. The Phillips trans paraphrase puts it very powerfully. You can throw the whole weight of your anxieties upon him. For you are his personal concern. You can throw the whole weight of your anxieties upon him. For you are his personal concern. David Hercott reminded us recently of Satan's strategy of convincing us that our sin is a lost cause sometimes. We give up on it. It's not. So let us determine to cast our worry on our loving Father. Again, and again, and again. So Peter says, acknowledge that every situation, every circumstance you come into, is decreed by a mighty, loving God. Now humble yourself. Live as a dependent, needy child under the care of a loving, almighty Father, under his mighty hand. You don't need to worry as he cares for you. Cast it on him. Live every day as a needy child. Is God in charge of my life? Is God on the throne of my heart? And fourthly, your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. Resist him. This exaltation follows on naturally from the previous ones. First we know that the exaltation is to resist him, not run away from him. Norman's been doing the armour with us recently. 
There is nothing to protect our back. We deal with Satan face to face and resist him. This is such a practical message in passage. The two practical strategies we have here go hand in hand. Firstly, throwing our care onto our loving Father in prayer. Actually doing it. Not just somehow vaguely believing it, but actually doing it. Secondly, using practical strategies to resist the devil as he attacks our minds. And stirring up worries and cares are a favourite strategy of Satan and his host. Use practical strategies to resist the devil as he attacks our minds. Two strategies then, working together. Throwing our care on our loving Father, resisting the devil. So you say, well, how do we resist the devil? Well, we use the same strategy that the Son of God used. We use the Word of God. And I would suggest, and these are just personal uh, favourites, but regularly rehearse in your mind well-known passages of Scripture, such as, for me, Psalm 23, Psalm 121, parts of Isaiah 41. Keep them there. Refresh your memory. Regularly rehearse a few well-known hymns so you can go right through them, verse by verse. For me, for example, have firmer foundation. Ingle to longs. Some of these hymns like that. They're there. They're in Satan attacks, middle of the night perhaps, or whatever it might be, just starts from quoting scripture. And it's been my invariable experience that before you know, you're waking in the morning and wonder what happened. Satan will flee in scripture, however and whenever you use it. So then with your armory prepared, you can wheel out your guns in the middle of the night or whenever, and Satan will flee from you. Sadly, for those not in Christ, as they face the cares of the world, Satan has a multi-billion pound industry ready to ensnare them further. In the likes, for example, of the New Age movement, alcohol, drugs, and so many of the New Age movements lead into some very, very dark places. We need to pray for our young people and ever be aware ourselves. So in conclusion, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith.